cloud automation and zero trust. I'm Tanya Hall and joining me is MK Palmore, Vice President and Field Chief Security Officer for the Americas at Palo Alto Networks. Welcome MK. Hi Tanya, thanks for having me. Of course. Give us a brief, maybe quick summary of your professional background, please. Sure. I'm a, uh, again, field CSO with Palo Alto Networks. I've been with the, uh, with the team at Palo Alto for just about 18 months or so. Um, I'm a uh, cybersecurity strategic advisor, and so my responsibilities with the company are all forward and customer-facing. Prior to joining Palo Alto Networks, uh, I had a rather lengthy career in the U.S. government, uh, 22 years of which were spent as a special agent in the FBI. Uh, towards the latter part of my career, I was an executive leading the cybersecurity teams for FBI San Francisco. And prior to starting with the FBI, uh, I was a commissioned officer in the United States Marine Corps. Well, I will thank you for your service on that. Uh, quite an interesting background, and it leads us to um, basically tell us, how is the threat landscape evolving in relation to cloud and process automation? Sure. So, I mean, the cyber threat landscape is in constant evolution. Um, this year has been of particular note um, due to the pandemic. You know, we've all been pushed to uh, our remote locations, uh, but still in those remote locations required to connect to our various business entities uh, to maintain business operability. And of course, the reliance on technology is uh, front and center. Uh, for most business enterprises. And you can't talk about technology, you can't have vibrant conversations about technology without talking about cybersecurity as well. And so as you might imagine, uh, in the midst of the pandemic, uh, our company uh, has been lucky uh, to have made investments historically in things like cloud and cloud security, uh, but also uh, around the areas of automation and the concept of zero trust so that we could deliver to our customers uh, the opportunity to securely connect with their business information uh, and maintain their business operability. One of the interesting things about the landscape as well uh, during this time frame, uh, it, as you might note from my background uh, in the FBI, I spent a tremendous amount of time looking at adversarial activity and most people would think, hey, we're in the midst of a pandemic, maybe the adversaries will calm down in terms of their attacks, uh, but nothing could be further from the truth. Of course, adversarial activity, we've seen an uptick in this and they view all of this remote access and the ability to gain access to both business environments and the target consumers is just really low hanging fruit and an opportunity for them to, uh, again, sort of proliferate uh, their attacks and maintain their posture. Uh, while again, companies now have to think about all of the vectors from which uh, an adversary might try and gain access to their environment. So there, there's a lot changing, uh, a lot on the landscape and a lot to be thinking about for the future. Explain zero trust and how it can enhance cloud and automation security relative to evolving threat landscape. Yeah, so uh, the explanation of zero trust is simple. It is actually the elimination uh, of trust within security environments. Um, you know, if, if you talk to uh, John Kindervog, who's also uh, a uh, field CTO with Palo Alto Networks, uh, he's the guy that actually coined the phrase and, uh, and sort of founded the, the original research around zero trust. Um, if you talk to John about this, the way that he amplifies this message really is looking at trust as really that vulnerability that's crippled uh, security historically uh, and the elimination of trust, you know, this idea that once you actually gain credentialed access to an environment, that your interactions, that your activity is no longer checked. It's gotten us in trouble uh, over the years as it relates to cybersecurity. And so what we do at Palo Alto Networks 
uh, is we are consistently moving our platform towards a zero trust environment, one where you have that deep visibility into the interactions at you know layer three through layer seven of the OSI model, uh, but really in a position to identify the kind of potentially nefarious activity uh, going on in your environments early. So early detection, early interaction. And if you challenge those interactions at their base level, uh, you typically get some insights. And so the idea of zero trust uh, is around challenging those interactions and making sure that the practitioners have visibility into their environments. Uh, the, the sort of the last thing I'd like to say on zero trust is sort of this idea that uh, it's absolutely a journey. Uh, the challenge that many organizations face, and I have these conversations with customers all the time, they are either all in or zero trust or they don't believe it's possible. Uh, and for those that don't believe it's possible, we go through the process of taking them through uh, workshops and really kind of explaining the concept as we see it. And it's really about tackling and creating a zero trust environment first around your crown jewels, around a small environment, uh, and then amplifying it out for your environment to the degree that you can uh, and really stay away from this idea that ultimately especially with these huge global complex enterprises that we're responsible for protecting. Get away from the idea that everything is going to be under that zero trust umbrella, but you can get part of the way uh, there uh, and on a journey with just simple things like app ID uh, and being able to, again, challenge the interactions at every level. You alluded to this when mentioning the pandemic. What role does endpoint device security play in zero trust uh, in, in a zero trust environment? Yeah, so I mean, endpoint strategy is uh, is a constant for most enterprises. It is, in fact, the last line of defense that most companies have when they're trying to protect their vital uh, business data. And so, it's important uh, for companies to have strong endpoint protection. Uh, you know, our company Palo Alto Networks offers uh, uh, you know a best in breed solution through our Cortex XDR endpoint solution. Uh, but uh, there are lots of tools out there and it's not, you know, to take a step back, maybe raise up uh, 30,000 feet without talking about specific tools. Uh, the challenge with endpoints is this. I mean, the proliferation of devices is kind of off the charts. We expect somewhere in the neighborhood of 42 billion devices to be on the internet by uh, 2025. Uh, and as we have seen in the midst of this pandemic, you know, people are now pushed to their home environments, their home networks, and they're using everything from their personal iPad, their mobile phones, uh, the laptops issued to them by their businesses, and this idea and concept of secure uh, connectivity from remote locations becomes prominent. And so uh, Endpoint, uh, at the end of the day, uh, is still kind of the last line of defense, even in a uh, perimeterless um, society that we're kind of evolving into. Uh, endpoint strategy is important, and it's important to be able to identify tools, again, that provide you the kind of visibility that you need on your endpoints and a way to automatically change security protection so that you protect your user uh, and that vital business information. So then what convenience trade-offs have to be made to effectively implement a zero-trust strategy? Um, I, I don't think that there are convenience trade-offs. I think that it's a long journey. Again, I try and use the, the term journey um, explicitly because I, I am not sure that you ever get to an end state, right? Security is constantly evolving. Uh, as you and I talked uh, in the preface to this conversation, uh, we may uh, check back in with one another 18 months from now, and there could be some new virulent uh, type of threat on the landscape that's pushing the industry um, to create some other kind of security solution. But we believe that the architecture uh, founded in zero trust and this idea, again, of eliminating trust from the environment is a theme that can last for a very, very long time. And it represents the kind of investment that we've made uh, in terms of our product line 
Uh, I, I don't like folks to get wrapped around um, the term zero trust. It's catchy, right? Um, I, I like to give my colleague a pat on the back for uh, coining the phrase, certainly. Uh, but again, what it, what it really talks about, what the themes that you should draw away from the concept of zero trust are increased visibility and control within an environment. And as um, cybersecurity environments, as the protections of network defenders, as it grows even more complex, and that's happening uh, week by week, um, this idea of visibility becomes an overriding concept for practitioners. If you can't see it, you can't deal with it. If you can't see it, you can't react to it. Um, and you, if you can't see it, you certainly can't mitigate it. So let's explore the zero trust journey. What's the right way to communicate the culture of a zero trust ecosystem to the enterprise to maximize buy-in and acceptance? Uh, so, I mean, the beginning of that um, certainly starts around getting champions within the enterprise who believe that the journey can happen, right? Uh, and then uh, it is a matter of bringing in the stakeholders, the ones who would be responsible for implementing a zero trust strategy uh, and walking through, you know, you whiteboard it like you do anything else, walking through the concept, how you might start with it, how you might test yourself on it. Again, um, our idea is to begin uh, with simple um, introduction of maybe subscription services like App ID. Uh, or turning on uh, things in your environment that, again, will give you additional insight or uh, visibility in terms of what's happening. But it's a small journey that kind of starts um, like a kernel, not to misuse the term kernel, uh, and evolves into a uh, larger concept as you begin uh, to develop your expertise as an enterprise. I mean, it, it's a little bit of an all hands on deck uh, venture. And of course, uh, as an enterprise, you want to be combined or coupled with partners who understand what that journey might look like uh, and can provide an ecosystem uh, of tools that allow you to make the journey in a formative way that has impact on your enterprise. M.K. Palmore, Vice President and Field Chief Security Officer for the Americas at Palo Alto Networks. If somebody wants to connect with you, MK, maybe they want to find out more about your company, more about your work, how can they do that? So you can certainly go to the Palo Alto Networks website. You can find us on the web. Um, for me personally, uh, happy to connect professionally with folks uh, on LinkedIn. You can find me as MK Palmore. Uh, and of course, uh, you know, via social media, MK underscore Palmore at uh, Twitter uh, and my personally branded website at mkpalmore.io. And thanks again for joining us, MK, and for your service. Thanks for having me, Tanya. Of course. And find more of my interviews right here on iTunes, Spotify, and YouTube, or at tanyahall.net. Thanks for watching.